0: Well, we're back after a week off. Um, I kind of explained it on out of turn four why we weren't here on Sunday. Of course, um, Mm -hmm. Jason and I had the fun or the pleasure of working a tournament this past week. Um, So we worked a youth basketball tournament and both of us had a lot of overtime at work. So plain and simply, we got home. Friday, Saturday night, I was going to text him, like, hey, let's do a show. I'm like, no, I'm too tired. I don't want to do anything. So um, just plain simple, we got tired. You know, nothing against you guys. We did have stuff we wanted to talk about, but um, again, just long week. You know, had to prioritize what was a little more important at that point. (laughs)
1: So, I, I, I do want to say before I get to takeaways, no. um, yes, yeah, um, of course, we'll talk about it in the end of the show, but um, if you do go out, uh, No Final Bell is just Murdy, It's because I just didn't have the time to watch any wrestling. I'm like, literally, I know this is bad for me to admit, I'm like, literally like three weeks behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. It's I'm fine. not going to worry about it. I will be back next episode 73 for Revolution and anything else that we're going to be talking about. So, you will see my face, fortunately. Yeah, yeah you can't get and... used to just Marty too much. I'm going to try to be consistently on there, but there might be multiple times that it might just be Marty. Um, I do appreciate him taking the opportunity to step up in my absence and doing the show still so i do appreciate that shout out to marty for making the episode 72 a reality and you know having more free time to be able to watch these shows must be nice to have
0: three days off but hey it is what it is but other than that um hey so unfortunately you're still stuck with me for out of turn four but i'll digress on that (laughs) <laughs> um for the time being um, we're gonna talk show. some you got me
1: for this show for this week yeah. so i guess up for it we will um, talk
0: about the nfl draft in this show by the way coming up um we'll talk about that in a second um mm-hmm. big news came out of chicago sorry before i want before i let you get to your takeaways just wanted to say hey, what's coming up saying? um but oh, now i'll let you take yeah, over we got, of,
1: uh, we got some basketball news nfl N X XFL news as well as uh, NCAA uh, news. If anybody really wanted to know what was on the show before we get into the first half of the show, um, so this is a big shocker. Um, a lot of fans, there's like, oh, get rid of Leslie Frazier. This and that, that and this. Well, well kind of get rid of Leslie Frazier, but it was more so his decision than the team's decision. Leslie Frazier is going to take a step back from coaching for 2023. Looks to come back in 2024. Um, this is a big like knockout punch to the Buffalo Bills, who is trying to stay relevant in the Super Bowl picture, trying to be that team to uh, make it for the first time since night the the '90s, um. What what do you have to say about this brand? Because honestly, I'm I'm shocked. I'm appalled. I'm, I don't know what to say about Leslie Frazier taking a step back. Apparently, it's going to be Sean McDermott taking, uh, over defensive play calling for 2023. Um, we also got another Carolina guy well, coming in.
0: I I think I think when you look at the fact that you know Eric Bienemy had the bad reputation of, you know, basically inheriting Andy, you know, or piggybacking off of Andy Reid's success, and I feel that a lot of people thought that about um, Leslie Frazier with Sean McDermott, you know, piggybacking off a good defensive coach. Um, so now I feel it's going to be a true testament for you know to figure out who was it really, you know, McDermott or. Um, Leslie Frazier, and it's going to be more so a test for the Bills than it is on the other end for the Chiefs, with um, Matt mm-hmm. Nagy now being their offensive coordinator. And keep in mind, um, yeah, we already know that it was all Andy Reid, because if you really believe that Matt Nagy is good on offense, you've really got Did to rewatch his time as the, Bears head coach. Exact-
1: yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh eh, eh, I guess it's debatable for Matt Nagy. I mean, I want to see he had the greatest of years in Chicago, but, I mean, look, it, for instance, wasn't Nagy I mean, the head coach I mean, during Mitchell Trubisky years? Yeah, look he old? was.
0: And Mitchell so Trubisky, Trubisky a,
1: wasn't terrible in yeah, Chicago. But he just had he that made one year, at the playoffs.
0: But he made Trubisky look dumber Trubisky. than he really was. I mean, he really is dumb as far as a quarterback goes, but you know, he looked even dumber under Matt Nagy.
1: Well, I mean, he he didn't look all super great in Pittsburgh either, but hey. <laughs> um, but as far as this goes, it, it really does suck because Leslie Frazier and sean McDermott have put together top 5 defenses Uh, since his time in 2017 joining the team i mean i guess it could also be said that you you know putting together great you know having great players on that defense also does help it being a top five defense but with a coach like leslie frazier helping that defense it, it really does suck but i will say that Sean McDermott is also probably another reason why it's been top five, and they've shared play-calling duties on that defense. So, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to hurt too much for Leslie Frazier to take a step back, because I think it could still be a top five defense. But the true testament is, well, you you might not have Jordan Poyer, because Jordan Poyer has been stating, I don't know how true it is, but apparently he wants to play in some warm weather. So, I don't think he, I think his time in Buffalo is, uh, sure to be probably over unless they can get franchise tag or something like that
0: um i i think at this point you know whether you're a bills fan or not you gotta face the cold hard fact that if sean mcdermott's going to take sole defensive responsibility that you know you can't no you can no longer take pride in a top five defense if you don't have hardware to at least show for it
1: yeah i know that's very true so
0: we can stop you know sitting here and saying well they had a top five defense no like but did you get by the chiefs did you get by the bengals or no you know frankly we don't know yet but la could be on that list next year jacksonville's on that list as well right I'm mm-hmm. gonna
1: say this now. It's great to have the kind of defenses you do too, but if you don't score points on offense as much mm-hmm. as you can have the, like, a best defense mm-hmm. out there, if you can't produce points on mm-hmm. offense, even mm-hmm. have the greatest defense in the world, because Miami has do- has been building defenses, great defenses for years. But look at what they've done on offense. If you cannot produce points on de- mm-hmm. on offense, because this is a very high scoring kind of league, like. You know, this you can is... have like the top five defense. It has been shown that if you don't have a high-powered offense, you're not going to be able to win games. It's been yeah. shown too many times in Buffalo. If Buffalo wants to be a juggernaut, they can put together as much of you know talent on that defense as they want. And if... I, I get it. Maybe losing Von Miller and losing um, Micah Hyde really did hurt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And also having Travis White out with you know the, the knee issue too. Because you know you didn't have a you didn't have a fully healthy defense this year. Mm-hmm. This, you know you're getting into next year. You're gonna have Tre'Davious White fully healthy. You're gonna have Micah Hyde fully healthy. You're gonna have Von Miller fully healthy. So you know this defense might be a lot better. I'm not saying you know that.
0: Yeah. But but losing players now I know. Yeah, losing
1: Poyer is gonna suck. Like I will admit.
0: Rich Eisen had said, you know, of course Rich Eisen got asked the question this week if he thought the window was closing for the Bills and he had said, "No, I don't think so." But let's face it, losing Poyer is just the beginning. Because yeah. Because now, you know, you're going to run into cap issues eventually. You're going to run into tough decisions. And They're
1: already are heading into that decision. They're like $16 yeah. million over the cap and, this year. Which means they got the... Yeah.
0: But let's also add in that if you lose again in the divisional round or you lose in the first round, now there's got to be more drastic talks because right. you see Jacksonville's only going to tool up from here. And Jacksonville doesn't have to worry about Trevor Lawrence for two to three more years. I know, that's very true. Joe Burrow, it's a worry factor, but, you know, it's not high concern yet.
1: True. Mind you about Jacksonville, they're going to have Kelvin Ridley. Yes, I understand he was suspended for a whole entire season, but you're going to have Kelvin Ridley back Mm -hmm. heading into the next season, and you already saw how well that team was playing without him. Adding a Calvin Ridley to that team is only gonna make them a lot better. Yeah. Yes, I understand he has to get well acquainted to the Jacksonville system.
0: Well, I think and, he also has to re-sign. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. So it's not well, a guarantee.
1: The, course, I think he has to get reinstated with the NFL or something like that after the one year suspension, but But he's um, also
0: technically a free agent, I do believe.
1: I'm pretty sure he's going to re-sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think it was kind of like a few-year contract. I don't know. I think it's going to officially start next year, that contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know the specifics, but other than that, um, I don't believe the rumors... I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of the rumors with Buffalo and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't see that happening. I hate to say it. So, any Bills fans, just end those rumors now. It's not going to happen. He's not going to go unless somehow something magically happens where they clear enough cast space. It's just not going to happen. As far as my next point, um, you know, yeah, the, the duo of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic has been Highly criticized. They haven't, you know, been the great. Don't have the greatest record ever since coming back. Well, well, they actually had their first best game to get as a duo, you know, since the trade, where both players scored forty points and combined for eighty-two of the team's one hundred and thirty-three points against the 76ers which. By the way, 76ers are a pretty damn good team this year. They're fourth in the East, um, but well, better than the Mavericks are right now at thirty-three and, and twenty-one. They're like forty and twenty-something. So, this is the first true test. I will say, if they can keep on, keep up with this chemistry and keep up with the scoring, I, I can. I mean, I don't think they're gonna be the most dangerous team in the West, but they're gonna be a team that could. Make some moves and make some promise, maybe in a, with a deep playoff run. But um, it was nice to see Kyrie and Luca actually playing well together and actually, you know, passing the ball yeah. and 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 getting involved And th- you know, this is a the, the I'm sure this is a teammate that Luca has wanted. You know, this is the kind of guy that if KP could have stayed healthy, could have been that kind of player. But Kyrie is, you know, we already know the kind of player that Kyrie is. He's the best fourth, you know, quarter player. It, it's even higher with the Dallas Mavericks. It was already 9.6 in his whole in his career, but now it's 10.1 fourth quarter points per game with the Dallas Mavericks, which is insane. And Luka has the best first and third quarter um percentages and you add Kyrie, like that's already a high scoring Offense, yeah, they lack a little bit on defense, but if they can outscore you they're gonna be a dangerous team in the West if they can, can Consistently get wins going but it, it was nice to see that, you know, they begin the first set of um, Dallas Mavericks teammates they each score 40 points in the game in franchise history, which is not a lot you can say because not even Dirk and Steve Nash did that. Not even Dirk and um, Jason Kidd or Jason Terry did that. So to see you know, Kyrie and Luka Doncic yeah. do that, like that's freaking fantastic to see with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so congratulations to them both getting forty points
0: in that game. Step in the right um, direction, just. How it is time, the, you know, do they I have know. as far as this season goes? Um, I mean, I mean we're this is in the home stretch. Half this, this is literally
1: the second to last month of the season. You, you know, we, we have the rest of March, um, somewhat of April, and then we get into the playoffs. So, we'll, we'll happen to see. Hopefully, they can make a stretch and win a whole bunch of games and get, like, a high seed in the playoffs. I mean, the West isn't really all that great this year. There's a lot of teams that have some crappy records that are like third, fourth, fifth place. So I think Dallas could get as high as third place maybe. We'll see. Um, Because they were third place last year, so maybe they can be in third in the West again. Um, I still think it's going to be the Celtics championship to lose this year, to be honest. But mm-hmm. who knows? as far as my last takeaway, this one kinda just came out. That the Dallas night. Cowboys uh, planned a franchise tag Tony Pollard if the two sides can't work out a long term deal by Tuesday. Um which means so Pollard wanna... will hold out. Probably hold uh, out until he gets long-term deal Mm -hmm. and honestly I think after the season that he had with the Cowboys has every right to hold out because he was 10 times better of a running back than um, Ezekiel Elliott and the problem is you have Elliott under this big-ass elusive deal and he's not even as good as of a running back as he used to be. And you have a guy like Tony Pollard who is outrunning him, outperforming him, can actually, you know, run a lot faster than Ezekiel Elliott. And yet, he's your backup, and you're not willing to give him that long term deal. Of course, you know, with Jerry Jones, he doesn't like to open up the pockets very well. But if I'm Jerry Jones here, I would do everything you can to keep Tony Pollard. And see about trading away Ezekiel Elliott because no offense to Ezekiel Elliott, he's just not that great anymore. He got the contract and think, well, I got the deal. I don't have to play as well because I already got the money. I'm getting paid either way. And, you know, or fortunately, you might have to let Tony Pollard walk. Yeah, I think God's. that cutting him would be better than keeping him, hmm. because you keep him under the franchise tag. That's like what annual contract of what at least twenty over or, million or a fifteen
0: year? million at least. But um, they gotta. What? To me, they gotta get rid of Zeke at this point. You know, get out of that contract somehow, some way. Like, even if you trade away for a
1: couple draft picks and, like, a player, it's still something. Then you can build, you know, some more talent around that team that might desperately need it. Because um, you can add some more weapons on that offense. You can add some more weapons to that defense. I mean, Dallas, not the greatest team in the world, but they're not the worst team in the world either. I mean... No, they have a decent
0: defense. They have a decent offense. I I don't know. It's just... all this to never make an NFC Championship game. But hey, hey. But especially when you have Philadelphia as the top team in that yeah. um division, and and Dallas fans can hate all they want. They know Philadelphia is the top team deep down hey, at least you don't have a quarterback that, you know, acts like he's worth $45
1: million and probably not going to get it. Oh, wait, sorry, you do have a quarterback that's like that, and you did sign him to that kind of stupid deal. And oh, wait, that's worse, right.
0: And he played worse than Derek Carr in less games than Derek Carr. But, hey, let's add, you know, that he's worth it in these top ten.
1: the division that just thinks that they're a hell of a lot better than
0: they do. And looking at you, Daniel Jones... That's going to be a tough decision this week, of course. Keep in mind, before we go on to my takeaways, they got a franchise tag either Daniel Jones or Matt Barkley. And frankly, to me, it's got to be Matt Barkley, you know, and not Danny Dimes. Wait, the the, the Giants have Matt Barkley or the Bills? Or, I'm that- sorry, um, Saquon Barkley. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. yeah, Saquon. I'm losing my mind.
1: Um, Personally, I would just say you, you franchise tag Saquon Barkley because I think he's just too valuable to lose. Yeah. Especially when yeah. he had a – he had a
0: reser- – he had a – you know, mm-hmm. I think – did he have a
1: career year or something like that? So. He this definitely past- had his
0: best year since his ACL
1: injury. So I I, I hate to say you had to outweigh the one over the other. Saquon helped that
0: team get into the playoffs this year. Daniel I don't think Jones... – Daniel- did a good job running. Yeah. Um, You know, frankly, though, there's two quarterbacks in this draft that, you know, if you're lucky enough to strike a deal with the Bears, you know, you could land one of them.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is if you... But the thing is, is if you're going to get the number one pick, I feel like you're going to have to give up a player. And I don't know who it would have to be. Because, um, oh, speaking of quarterbacks, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Aaron Rodgers talked to his agents that he would rather go to the Raiders than the Jets. I don't know how true it is, but
0: I was gonna text you about that. All I'd this be like to be fourth in the division. Just saying. All of this to try to team back up with Devontae Adams. It just. Mm. <laughs>
1: So, oh man. But all right. Well, other than that, I'm gonna send it your well, way so you can talk about your takeaways.
0: Well, I figured since the XFL's yeah. not getting many viewers and we average like two a week, that maybe we can get two more eyes, two more sets of eyes on the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um we start off with um the beginning of the season. Of course, they've opened up the first two weeks of the season so far. Um, ratings have come out, and let's face it, um, if The Rock's cooking, it's a bowl of cereal right now. That's it.
1: Um, It just sucks that it can't come off the ground, I mean, it's like, just like the USFL, it just, when you have a juggernaut like the NFL, you're just not going to get the kind of
0: viewership that you should, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean... You're also going against racing. You know, you went against the Daytona 500 for week one, which you were going to lose that battle regardless, you know, being kind of an offset league there. But um, so far the DC defenders, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Houston Roughnecks, they're undefeated entering Saturday's games or Saturday's game. I should say. Um, Of course, what might be saving the XFL is the St. Louis market right now. Um, St. Louis, for their home games, they have sold out of the lower bowl. And add in that now they are selling upper bowl tickets, and those are selling relatively quick. So... Man, these St. Louis fans, they're sticking it to Stan Kroenke right about now. Well, yeah, because they actually finally have a team for the first time in like, what, you know, four or five years? And as they should stick it to them. Plain and simple, that was not a...
1: Rams should have never left St. Louis in the first place to go to L.A., but...
0: Yeah, like, they had a fan base there. We have enough teams in California right now. We really don't need four teams in California. Well, three teams now with Raiders in Vegas, but... <coughs> um, yeah, just unbelievable turnout for st louis and i'm glad for them honestly i'm rooting for him of course aj mccarron um we were talking about before the show he took a pay cut to go play in the xfl as opposed to be an nfl backup it's because he wants to he wants his kids to experience seeing him play professionally which i can respect that
1: I can too because who knows? This might help him get
0: back into the NFL as a starter too. So he'll be with the Carolina Panthers next year, <laughs> replacing B.J. Walker.
1: Honestly, McCarron wasn't a terrible guy. I mean, he was pretty all right with the. I mean. He damn near almost I mean, helped the Cincinnati Bengals make the playoffs before Joe Burrow became a thing, yeah. if anybody remembers. So, I mean, yeah. McCarran didn't have a terrible NFL career. He, he just didn't get a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, he. Well, when he was with the um, Cincinnati Bengals, he probably gave them the best shot of beating the Steelers, the something that Andy Dalton and never dance. did. Right. So, um, but as far as the ratings go, it's concerning. Honestly, it's tough to say it's not. Um, You know, and ESPN is trying to market it left and right, you know. But... (sighs) It just doesn't look good, especially when you got games on FX. I think that's a little bit of an issue. Um, you know, games should be on three ne- one of the three networks: ESPN, ESPN Two, or ABC. Not on right. some fourth, you know, network that. I don't believe it's aired sports in years, and mind you, was under the Fox banner a few years ago.
1: Oh, Apex.
0: Yeah, so... I don't know, just... I mean, I can't say anything bad about the marketing team, it's just they're not, you know... And and it's sad because I feel like again there's some great innovations in the XFL. I've told you multiple times I like the extra points, um, the fourth and the fifteen instead of an onside kick, amazing innovation. Um, the sky judge, another fantastic one. So, it's just a shame, honestly. I just don't think a lot of people
1: like to see newer things coming out. They're just so used to, like, a one thing every single year that, like, they just can't get behind something new.
0: I don't know. But it boggles my mind because the USFL did lousy last year. I mean, the USFL was garbage last year. And it's coming back for a second run, I know. (laughs) And I'm not afraid to say... That out loud that it was garbage, and if you liked that, I mean, I question you. But um, yeah, because oh, we got the, the XFL that's
1: going on right now. Then the USFL is supposed to start in April. Like it's it's weird because if you think about it, we're gonna ha- you, now you're gonna have football almost all year round.
0: And actually, I'm gonna change my. Uh, one of my takeaways here, I'll tell you in a little bit what's what I'm gonna change it to, but um, and also add in that the XFL's dysfunction is now within as well. Um, Quinton Dormandy, of course, he's the quarterback for the Orlando Guardians. Um, he gave away, he was reportedly had given away team uh, two other teams a playbook that the Orlando Guardians run and use. Um, He was cut earlier on Friday and then got reinstated while they did an investigation into who, you know, if he did it, why he did it, that sort of thing. Um, All I can say is if he did that, that is, I mean, we've seen Belichick, you know, set up spy cameras in team's practice facilities. Um, But this is a whole new low.
1: Hey, man, you you never know. He might just be the next,
0: you know, great uh, Patriots quarterback. I don't think I'd want him there, but, you know, it's, how you know, I just got no words for this. I mean, how do you give this stuff away? Like, you know, it's the ethics of it that bother me more than anything else. I don't know.
1: It just seems so stupid to even give your, you know, your playbook to other teams. But that is true. Like, it's almost like you're purposely trying to lose every single yeah. time and get bad. Like, bad. Um, like, what do you think that you're going to get from it? Yeah. Like, nothing. There's no satisfaction from it. You know, unless you want to just go out there and, like, get your ass yeah. beat. Yeah.
0: Like... No. A lot of work for The Rock that's coming up is basically what we're getting at here. I want to get Mm -hmm. to my next takeaway here, Um, and this involves women's basketball. And I hate that the only time we talk women's basketball, it has to be something negative. But um, eight players were tossed from the uh, Kentucky-Florida SEC tournament game the other night. Of course, um, what happened is one girl went up for the layup. And I'm assuming something was said on the way up or after the play because the, the Florida girl threw the basketball across the court. Um, technical foul right there. And then it started a big brawl, which got eight players tossed. Um, so now the big question is if they face any further discipline and should they for that behavior?
1: Um. Yeah, <laughs> should be suspended. If that you know, while you don't really get, you know, I I don't know. I don't think technically get. Sometimes they get paid or something like that. College players can get like paid or something like that to play. So I mean, I I don't I don't think you'll get fined. If that you should get probably suspended a couple of games. Hmm. You know. Or not playing attorney games or something like that. I don't know how it's all going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say you should probably, you know, even, like, get
0: disqualified from mm-hmm. the tournament itself after that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the coach should discipline him here and say you're suspended the next game. At least the ones that were throwing fists and whatnot. So. I just want to know what was said or done that provoked this in the first place before I even say what should happen from there. Because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day the instigating is the worst part of this. Right. So. Again, we'll see what happens. Um, I hope we have better news to report from the women's basketball side in the future because again i hate that the only time we give attention to women's sports this kind of shit happens <laughs> I don't know. um but my third takeaway and I, I just wanted to say this real quick of course jonathan quick this is big some big names moved in the nhl trade deadline jo- jonathan quick no bigger than him Um, he was dealt to the Columbus Blue Jackets a few hours later said I'm not playing for them I want another deal to get out of here Um, so now he is with the Vegas Golden Knights so Jonathan Quick of course for those who don't know he's I believe a two or three time Stanley Cup champion he was also with Team USA for a little bit for hockey as a goalie Um, you know probably going to be a future Hall of Famer and i'm sorry he what does what bugs me is on both sides one you're saying you're not gonna play for a team after being dealt but at the same time having such a good reputation with your former team to the point of you know you're gonna get your jersey retired without question unless something's seriously wrong in la um you know so you're gonna get your jersey retired and then on top of it you know you helped win a multiple stanley cups you are basically destined to close your career out there if you're gonna leave that should be on your terms it should be not just even not just on your terms you should have somewhat of a say in where you go if you have any ounce of respect for that player, you should allow them to have some sort of say. Right. And if the deal's not worked out, but it has to happen, you know, cause keep in mind that I don't believe they can release hockey players during the season. Um, you know, maybe work out a deal. Tell them, look, you know, you've got to go. We need you, you know, we got to get rid of you. This was our only option. I don't know. It'd be like... I'm trying to think. It'd just be like the Bulls if Michael Jordan didn't leave on his terms and they dealt him to... Oh, I don't know. You know, the Clippers.
1: All right.
0: You just can't do that. No. So that's
1: why a lot of, you see a lot of players kind of stepping up and, and saying something because they they have a hell of a lot more yeah. um, freedom to say what they say anything or you know when they get dealt than they used to back in the day where they would get dealt and would have no say in the matter at
0: all. Yeah. Well, what's going to be interesting as well is, um, mind you, of course, I'm sorry, the other. Big key to this, of course, Mark Andre Fleury, who's been around just as long as Jonathan Quick has. Um, of course, Mark Andre Fleury, I believe, is with Minnesota now, but he was longtime Pittsburgh goalie. Should have been able to go out on his terms from Pittsburgh after winning two or three Stanley Cups there. Um, you know, should have had a say in where he went, and thankfully, of course, keep in mind he was released or he wasn't released by the penguins but he was drafted in that expansion draft in favor of the vegas golden knights okay so he was drafted by the vegas golden knights um pittsburgh never put up a fight to let him you know like never put him on a reserve you know so he, it was a you can't take him list but you know another issue of you know he should have been able to leave on his terms but at the same time you know can't let him claim them, or you know they let him claim him so not much can be said there but i just have a problem with players you know now don't get me wrong people like Sean Watson you know they shouldn't have had say in where they go sorry you know if you go up and straight up request a trade and say fuck this place I don't want to be here that's one thing but if you've been there your entire career you've been good to the franchise you know like a Matt Stafford or a Jonathan Quick you should have a say That should be your parting gift. Yeah, I know. But we're going to part for just a couple minutes as we (laughs) take our anchor break. Don't worry, we'll be back. Maybe unfortunately, you know, for some of you, but we'll be back in just a moment with some talk about the NFL draft and here on Sunday Morning Tinkle. All right, so it's been a discussion this whole offseason, really, and since the pick was locked up, the Chicago Bears have a choice to make, as does every team, but them more so than others. Um, The Bears are looking to potentially deal the number one pick, Um, and it has now been confirmed that the Bears are fielding offers for the number one overall pick. Now, of course, we know it'll be um, one of the two quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, or I believe Stroud. Um, oh, my gosh. Who's the other? I didn't pay attention to Alabama football this year, so. Oh, um.
1: I don't, I don't recall. not
0: Rice Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. So it's between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as far as who will be the number one pick. Um, and, of course, the Bears had the choice. Do we want to go with one of those guys or do we want to trade the pick and, you know, stick with Justin Fields? And it looks like for now they will stick with Justin Fields at QB. Which I don't
1: know if that's the right decision. For Chicago to really do, but, you know, if you're going to get a decent, you know, player, a few picks in return for the number one pick, I mean, I guess it won't hurt, but.
0: My issue is he's played two years now and hasn't progressed. I mean, you had the number one pick basically fall in your lap. And you got two guys who you know could be guaranteed franchise guys. So why not take a chance?
1: You really should. I mean, he hasn't had the superstar right away. He's somebody that can come in
0: and back
1: up Justin Fields for right now. And if Justin Fields doesn't work out, then...
0: You know, you can go with one of those guys to start. Um, I don't know. But, you know, you basically got great value Lamar Jackson or great value um, Jalen Hurts, depending on how you look at it, and uh, Justin Fields. So it's, I don't know. I mean, if you didn't have the number one pick fall in your lap, you know... And say you got like number three, number four, I could see him maybe saying, hey, let's give Justin Fields one more year. Because at that point, you know, either, you know, someone's going to draft Bryce Young or someone's going to draft C.J. Stroud somewhere in that, you know, top three. So you know both of them are gone, but maybe you say, hey, if they fall in our lap, good. If not, oh well. Um, But. I feel like you gotta put the pressure, I guess, on uh, Jalen Hurts. You gotta put the pressure on him. Tell me he has to improve this year if we're gonna stick with them.
1: Right. You would have. To, I mean, to be honest with you, a Chicago like. You really do have to make a big decision on who you really want to have as you're starting a quarterback. I just don't think that Justin Fields is the answer for the number one quarterback for mm-hmm. Chicago, but, I mean, but it, it, if you do stick around with Justin Fields, you better get some great assets in return for getting rid of that number one pick. That's all I can say.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um... And, of course, we'll see what happens. We're a few weeks, I think we're two weeks away, ten days away from the League New Year. Right. Of course, um, as the show gets released, it'll be ten days, and that begins free agency. So, we'll see, you know, what deals are made, um, who goes where, if anyone goes anywhere. So... We'll find out soon soon enough, but let's get to tinkle on this. Um, and this one's a good one. So Iowa and um, Indiana faced off in a you know um, Big Ten rivalry, and Iowa was blowing out Indiana, and one Iowa fan thought he'd uh, share the love with the iowa or with the indiana crowd blowing kisses out into the crowd before getting teed up and eventually just tossed out of the game being a blowout come on man it's a blowout you know <laughs> what are you thinking um tinkle on this man
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I, I don't know I get it, you know. you in the heat of the moment and you want to, you know, kind of do like a
0: taunt but like, wanting yeah. kisses, that's kind of taking it a little too far, I feel like. When you're up 20, it's just in bad taste at that point. I mean, but yeah. I guess if you're up 20 at the same time, and there's no better time to get a tech. <laughs> I guess so.
1: <laughs> um... So, you know, it would have been funny as all hell as he does, you know, player does that and somehow in the end comes back and, and gets the win. That would be some, you know, something
0: to, to talk about, but. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, but um, the other thing I got to talk about, and I know you'll appreciate this one, of course, um, Hassage Minaj or Mihaj, was the uh, host of The Daily Show this week, and he chose Giannis as his um, first guest. And, of course, everyone knows Giannis is a very humble guy, you know, doesn't want to say anything to upset anybody. Um, well, Asaj did not find that to be very endearing, and, of course, um, they did a little segment called, you know, helping Giannis trash talk. And one of the things Giannis said, of course, um, which got lots of attention on shows like First Take and Undisputed, hey, KD, how's about we work out together this offseason and I could show you or I can help you get more strength to put an actual team on your back? Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. To which he he got scolded by Skip Bayless. Basically, the damn it, Bobby. If he wasn't so sensitive, he'd be... Or, he's so sensitive, you know, like... Damn it, he's just so sensitive. He's going to be real mad right now. Sorry, I thought I was going to go for the King of the Hill meme for a second. I'm like, wait, it doesn't make sense. I'm still tired, guys, so um (laughs) forgive me but man that was good now if you saw the full clip you'd know that Asajj wrote those trash talking points (laughs) and um Giannis of course immediately after I'm just kidding I'm just kidding KD I love you you've got great skill you're one of the best in the game like to which upset Hassage even more (laughs) um Giannis is
1: just a kind soul. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's just his, his Greek,
0: you know, background mm-hmm. itself. So, who, who really knows? But See, what his energy is, what the rest of the league needs is like a humble, a slice of humble pie is what the league needs. You know, be. I happy. remember,
1: Giannis never had to leave to go join up with any anybody to win a ring either,
0: so. No, I mean, he had help along the way. He had some help along yeah. the way. But not but, to the extent that KD and, you know, unfortunately LeBron need. And yeah, Steph but if Curry. You think
1: about it, he's done it all with the same team he's got drafted by. That's kind of what I was referring to. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he had, you know, a guy like Chris Middleton and... and other players to help them out but you know the Bucks just naturally are you know a great team i mean they're they're fighting with the celtics to get the number one seed in the east so they're doing something right
0: exactly but with that i think it's time to figure out what's coming up of course i think you kind of talked about it but in case you missed the beginning of the show what's coming up on no final bell
1: uh, so, while Marty talked about uh, Battle in the Valley, New Japan for Wrestling, um, he talked about Impact No Surrender, and AEW Dynamite and Rampage, which was the, not, you know, this week's, it was last week's episode, um, we are going to, of course, you know, later tonight, because, you know, the show comes out Sunday, 9 a.m., mm-hmm. So, here tonight is going to be Revolution, Chase Center, and La- mm. um, San Francisco. So, as always, we're going to talk about that. We're going to be watching and talking about that on the next episode. I, I want to say it's probably just going to be Revolution, maybe Impact Wrestling. I'm not too sure. To my knowledge, it might just be Revolution that we're going to be mostly talking about. But... Um, Go ahead and watch episode 72. It's just Marty but I promise you will see my mug. You'll see me back on episode 73 one way or another. I'll try to make it work out some way even if I have to record it Monday because most of the week I'm closing so
0: Yeah so be sure to tune in um, this week. It'll be a great episode I'm sure Um, yeah so be sure to tune in sorry just didn't want to cut you off there so but alright I guess I'll see what's coming up on out of turn 4 but I do have some breaking news um, that did come in from the racing world and it's a big big one Um, Chase Elliott was injured in a snowboarding accident this week, so um, he is undergoing leg surgery Friday night, will not race on Sunday in Las Vegas, Um, he will be replaced by junior motorsports driver in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Josh Berry, so Mm. that's a great opportunity for Josh Berry, and anybody who knows him knows he he's in his early 30s, he's fought like hell to get to the point that he's at in his racing career, you know, running his second full-time Xfinity campaign. Um, so good for Josh. Um, his best opportunity yet in the Cup Series, of course, he filled in at Spire Motorsports for a couple races. Didn't do so hot because Spire's like one of those bottom three teams in NASCAR. But this is a big upgrade for him a big opportunity he'll probably be in the car the next two to three weeks i'd imagine minimum so best of luck to him we'll be talking about that on uh tuesday afternoon as well as recapping vegas and um recapping IndyCar's season opener at saint pete so we can't wait to bring that to you we're on tuesday they're on wednesday um give or take, so um, be sure to tune in to both shows this week, and I promise you there's no tournaments, there's no heavy workload this week, so we'll be back next Sunday with another edition of Sunday Morning Tinkle, Um, but, (laughs) yeah, so until then, bye everyone.